Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. I'm actually taking a walk outside, so I'm recording live outside. Um, it's evening, as a matter of fact. I am in a safe location. Um, but I really needed to take a walk. I am learning a lot about making a sacred space for yourself, uh, creating a area where you just have time for you. And I started feeling myself dissolve into other people's worlds and agendas without creating that sacred space for myself. So I decided, okay, I need to um, take a walk. So about three days ago, well, I will say I'll start with four days ago. I was at the Aurora Mall Town Center, which is a very popular mall in Denver, Colorado. And I actually saw me and everybody else that was there. Oh, dang it. I'm not going to be. Okay, good. Bus is passing. So me and a whole bunch of other people saw two beautiful hawks. At the time, I didn't know they were hawks. Um, they, one hawk was speaking really loud to the other hawk about some serious information. <laughs> and people actually stopped, including myself, to take photos. Now, as you all know, I love animals, particularly birds. I have a long history with birds. Um, and so I decided to film the two hawks. Well, guess what? I went home, you know, uh, follow, you know, the same day, did my normal routine. My husband woke me up about six, six in the morning and he tells me to come out of my room. I'm like, why? He says, well, I need to show you something. So I went out of my room and looked at my patio and guess what I saw? It was the hawk. It was the same hawk that was actually there. My brother. It was the same hawk that was actually there. Um, the day before at the Aurora Mall. I had a couple of people ask me, well, how do you know that's the same hawk? Because I know it is. Because I know it is. So... I'm going to switch um, conversations. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about a, another side of me you didn't know about. So at one point, I applied to become a police officer. I actually wanted to become a detective so I could catch bad guys and criminals. Yep. And I actually regret not doing that, but I figure I'm doing that in another way through my life and through things that I expose. I wasn't too keen on becoming a police officer, you know, with some of the challenges that communities are facing, safety challenges and things like that. So I decided to do something different. 
Um, so the area and community that I live in, I consider myself a block captain. A block captain is someone who kind of monitors and uh, makes sure that everybody's safe in the area. It's a block captain. Um, there's a lot of crime and things that go on. And uh, a lot of times people are too afraid to report bad things that are happening. So we need block captains to actually be the eyes and ears of the community. Um, I challenge a lot of you today to, to really uh, take better care of your community. You know, if you see crime or you see something happening that shouldn't be happening, instead of standing by watching an idiot do something they have no business doing, you know, you can discreetly be proactive, you know, but you can really be saving somebody's life. But being silent when people are doing things they have no business doing is the reason why the world is collapsing around us. Okay? Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to be a hero because being a hero could also cost you your life. So that's not what I'm saying. But you need to, to do the right thing when, when you're alone. When people are challenging you. When people are trying to figure out what's this person truly all about. Okay. I believe that a lot of homicides would be reduced if people would pick up the, the phone and call 911. Something as simple as making that phone call now in some situations you can't call 911. You know, sometimes certain locations, 911 ain't showing up. And sometimes people don't want that, that type of uh, interaction with the community. So then you're asking, well, what, what are we supposed to do? As, as things uh, tighten up here in the United States, as things become more uh, intense in the pressure cooker of inequality. Inequality on many multiple levels, but in the pressure cooker that's going on here, you're, we're not gonna have a choice but to take back our community. Taking back our community doesn't mean, you know, a bunch of leaders, quote unquote, not really being leaders, being bossy, have no real leadership and and causing um, you know disharmony and other negative things to impact the community that's not what I'm talking about being a leader is being a person within your own vessel whatever that may be and um, making a stand having boundaries showing being you know, literally um, being the change that you want to see, right? And that's a challenge. 
How do you become that change when everything around you sometimes feels like it's falling apart? And I'll tell you the secret to that is consistency. It's never giving up. When you have a goal, when you have a character goal or whatever it is, and it's not giving up on on your dreams, not giving up on, um, just not giving up, okay? So, I'm walking through this really nice area. So, going back to the conversation of the hawk. So, I believe and know that this hawk has been actually following me and it's actually a protector that was commissioned to follow me. I've had many birds that I've taken care of over the last 10 years follow me um, from Houston to Denver. Why are they following me? Because I love them, because I feed them, and because I want other humans to love birds just as much as I do. You know, um, I, li- I love animals in general, but birds, there's a lot you can learn from the totem, the animal totem. So, Today is July 5th, and um, a lot of people are still celebrating, you know, this holiday. And I can tell you that this holiday um, doesn't necessarily apply to me. Independence Day. I think it's, it's a fun holiday when it involves fireworks and family and people. But the question is, have we even arrived to that independence? And no, we have not. Okay. Not to bust a hole in this whole thing. I think it's good to celebrate and I think it's good to have holidays where people can come together. But the reality is we're just not there yet. You know, a lot of people are unaware, especially Uh, immigrants that have recently came to America in the last, you know, 50 years have no clue that um, black men fought in the Revolutionary War thinking it was going to make a difference in the freedom of the slaves. And no, it did not. It didn't make a difference at all. Because right after, after the war was won, And it was really a war dealing with, um, you know, Britain, England, and really the separation from certain Europeans that moved over, moved to America to start, you know, getting free labor pretty much. And they didn't want anything to do, you know, with the Queen of England, all the stuff that was going on at the time. And so it, this war wasn't nece- had nothing to do with the Tea Party, had nothing to do with black people being freed slaves. Okay, so um, when we celebrate, 
something like Independence Day. You know, we've got a long way to go. So you're hearing the fireworks and I think it's it's fun. I think it's scary for animals. <laughs> like, why are you guys scaring us every time of year around this time? But, um, so currently we have, you know, um, I think the Roe versus Wade uh, verdict or ruling really highlights the, the, the issues we've had in this country for the last 500 years. Because the question is, who does this particular verdict? truly impact? Does it impact wealthy people who may have the means to take care of their, their children or their resources? And then when you, you have situations where there's trafficking and different things that are going on, and you have now a little 10-year-old or 9-year-old who was assaulted by some idiot, now they're pregnant, now, what, what are they, what is the impact that certain communities um, have to really deal with? What is that impact going to be? Who, who will be targeted, especially in the, uh, in the judicial system, who's actually going to be um, targeted for these things? You think it's going to be Molly McBiscuit? maybe a couple Molly McBiscuits, it's going to be women of color. Just to give you a little highlight. And I think that's just, uh, these are things that people don't really want to admit. Um... I did an episode and I actually took it off. I, I think I unpublished it because I felt like people, sometimes when I say certain things, it may take people, some people, not everybody, but a few years to catch up on what I just said. But the truth is, Roe versus Wade is a deeper issue when you think about how many black women, if we just start with slavery, I'm not talking about immigrants that have migrated here and they're escaping their own plight. I'm actually talking about the black women that have been here that didn't have access even to their own femininity, whose bodies were actually, did not belong to them. You know, when they had children, they did not belong to them. What was that devastation like over the span of generations? And when I hear the outcry of, of what we're talking about, it lends to a, a, a deeper issue that has already, you know, has already assaulted many women of color. Been doing that. But when we broaden the scope and when we include other people, other women, other privileged women, 
of other socioeconomic statuses that creates something even deeper now because they're being impacted. They've been impacted. The difference was was economics, social economics, economic status. There were many times that women, white women in particular, were sent to convents, for example, if they got pregnant. You know, Auntie Lulu or someone may have even raised their children so they wouldn't be shamed or they were forced to get married. Now, these stories can transcend all races. So I'm not saying that black families didn't operate this way where they weren't raising other um, family members. I'm not even saying that. But I'm saying statistically, there's a big disparity gap when it comes to having the economic resources to even take care of a child or even having better access to raising your children based off of, you know, how society views you. But when the slap in the face and the wake-up call, when the greater voice, including women that support the patriarchy, those are women who, doesn't matter, they just don't even love themselves. Then what does that say? What does that say, people? It says that we have a long way to go. You know, there's plenty of men who don't support the patriarchy. There's plenty of men who are excellent fathers, who are excellent dads. Okay, I've seen them. So by no means am I saying that they don't exist. But there is going to be a reckoning and consequences for this verdict because now, you know, what does that mean for certain families who may be lacking certain resources, who really can't raise more children or who could have been um, assaulted? I'm not saying being just irresponsible, but it is not society's uh, decision. This isn't society's decision. The same people hooting and hollering are the same ones with a bunch of skeletons in their own closet. The ones hooting and hollering are the same ones that are religious, that are covering up incest in their families. You know, and the real thing you need to understand, what is human capital? What does human capital mean? Okay, what does that mean in relationship to our economy? Well, if we have less humans being born over time, what will that even do to the human race? Why do you think it's important for society to constantly flash pornography 
you know, everything's about sex. Children being introduced to these things, being forced. So you can continue raising a generation of codependent humans that are completely broken and who do not know themselves nor having access to their own um, sexuality, their own um, mindset, and who they are as people. If you destroy that, if you destroy that enough, you'll have a society of messed up humans. If you do it enough, everything will collapse. But the ruling power needs people to work. If people don't work, big enterprises will be no more. COVID has shifted our economy. COVID has helped people to realize their value, how valuable their life is, how valuable their time is with their families. COVID opened everyone's eyes. But if you have a population of people not being born and over time, what will that do to the workforce? That's the real question. And that's the question people need to look at. What is that gonna do to the workforce? So it's gonna make the workforce decrease. People aren't gonna wanna work. People are tired of you know, getting underpaid, working a job, not making any money. People are sick of it, building companies, but yet you don't even own any part of the company. But you spent 20 years there. Maybe you spent 10. What was it worth when you couldn't take off to take care of your loved one and they fired you. People are reevaluating their own principles. And what they're learning is I have to take care of me. If the female feminine energy is not respected, and I will repeat this, if the feminine energy Feminine energy resides in men and women. Okay, aren't we made up of chromosomes from our parents? X and Y chromosomes? Or, or sperm donors or conceivers, whatever you want to call them. If that energy is not being respected, the human race will cease to exist. If you think I'm playing, look around.
America has had more mass shootings and lawlessness that has happened in the last 15 years where in the United States, you need to stay out of other countries' affairs and worry about your own. You, you can't help the American people, but you can send a billion dollars to another country who needs aid. Who gets to make that decision? Let me know. Whose decision is this? Has anyone ever slowed down to stop and ask, why aren't some of these big businesses, not the ones that are doing right by the people, I'm talking about certain businesses during a time of war and recession were forced to, not forced in a bad way, but forced to make, uh, manufacture certain things, just like they manufactured the mask. You had Dyson and different, um, companies, Johnson and Johnson, all these big companies coming together to mass produce things and getting these contracts. Okay. So my question is, why isn't this happening now with the oil and gas? Why are these people allowed to continue, you know, big, big John, like John with his bare day, who, and I'm just stereotyping because the folks that, oil, that own the oil rigs, um, I don't know what they look like. But what I can tell you is that they should be forced to comply with the standard of where our economic condition. Um, they, it, it should be, it should be America leading the leading the chart. And why this person parked all the way on the curve like this? It should be America leading the chart <laughs> you know when it comes to making um, fuel efficient vehicles but I don't see that happening we need to have free education and training to sustain you know the number of people that are continuously moving into the United States that hasn't changed. But we're not, I don't see swift movement. I see chaos. I see bored people driving for Uber and Lyft and they are talented and need, they need a chance. But we don't give out grants because, you know, people are high risk. You know, they, they're, grant, they're a new business and we don't know if they're really gonna thrive. I mean, we just can't give out a grant. But you throw away money on a daily basis. So many different ways. But to deny business owner a, a dream of starting a business, that ought to tell you something about the economic, uh, don't, please don't hit me. The economic condition of this country.
Okay? That ought to tell y'all something. We're in trouble. Okay? So, I really wanted to, uh, to share this information, which is my feedback. I'm also surveying the area to make sure my community is safe. Safe from idiots. So, just think about the food for thought. Think about what I have to say. My voice is really speaking for for others that are feeling the same way. I didn't even get into pets and children. That's a whole nother discussion. So. So my dad told me that and this has been in the news that a lot of people are going to be boycotting the gas, uh, getting gas just to make a statement. And I think that that should definitely happen. This is, among other things, this is ridiculous. You know, and what's bad about this is that don't think for a moment these people... Certain powerful people, they have stocks and investments. And the little whoopsies with Martha Stewart that happened. And she went to prison because she changed her investment or something because she she got insider information on the stock. Do you think that was the first time that's ever happened? They They already know how... The system is going to control and fluctuate the market. They already know this. So we have to say, I'm not going to be stupid. You know, there's, there's things right now, you know, based on market trends, we know that the electric car and hybrid and Teslas and other fuel efficient cars like this pandemic we're dealing with when it comes to gas is a is a ploy to usher in a new standard of vehicle transmission guaranteed you will see the unfolding in the next 10 years of a crap load of fuel efficient cars duh right What better way to usher in something like that than to hike up the prices, cause a dilemma, cause a social dilemma, cause, um, you know, frustrations and all these things from people. You know, so, of course, that was smart. Anytime there's going to be a massive shift in the way we do things. It, it will impact the whole world or it'll impact a significant area, okay, of the country. 
or countries. So we just have to be mindful of agendas. So yeah, pretty soon your car is not going to go away completely, but it'll be a thing of the past. It'll be a discussion where people will say, do you remember back in, back in 2022, how that was some of the last, they started making some of the, the last cars out there with gas. I can see that. And if you don't have a hybrid, suddenly it's, you're, you're not in like, you're totally like 20 years behind. That's what's going to happen. It's almost like gas will probably go up so high. It, it It's going to force certain mandates to, for people to actually get these other types of vehicles. Now it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. The earth is saying we do. What are you humans doing? Earth is like, I don't know what's going on, but you guys need to figure this out because I can't breathe. So anyway, done with my walk. I just thought I would share some information with y'all and vent a little bit. Hopefully my keys in Django like Bojangles, but uh, I'm coming with many different rhymes and angles. So I'll see you next time, but don't get entangled. Don't fall back and crack your back. Talk to you soon in a pet whisper near you.